Hey, honey, want to try something different this weekend? Ooh, what do you have in mind? Have you ever role-played before? Uh, you mean like whips and all that other scary stuff? Oh, no, I'm talking about rolling some dice and playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Or even trying something like a cool new board game or a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. Oh, that sounds way better than the other thing. <laughs> NobleKnight.com is your one-stop shop for all things role-playing, board, wargaming, and collectible card games. Noble Knight Games is committed to providing you with the best possible selection of new and used products with a selection of over 100,000. Everything on the site is in stock and ready to ship to you worldwide. Discounts are available, and you can expect reasonable prices for rare items. You can even sell or trade your stuff to them. NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. So I can be the elf this time, right? Oh, honey. <laughs> Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not much else in role-playing games. Today, we give you Snowball, Birdman, the Fist of Justice, and Laura, who can never decide on a nickname in their role-playing adventures. For this week in Geeks, these warriors are terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight, or today, we are doing our debrief after the Pen Dragon RPG. And as always, we are sponsored by Birdman. Take it away because I suck at this. We are sponsored by NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. And the good folks over at OffWorldDesigns.com, where if you enter promo code BROHOOF, you will get 10% off your order. Good for International Cup customers, blah, 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 as well as domestic, and of course the bevy of other sponsors who make this show and network possible with free things, good things, and occasionally sacrifices to some dark forgotten power. Yeah, yeah, Cthulhu. Cthulhu, we are going I see so we're immediately going for the Cthulhu's today. Uh, it might be evocative of what we might so be recording next time. there, Derek. We've been early for you. <laughs> well, let's introduce ourselves, starting from there is no right. <laughs> well, There's we have Derek. Wrong. We have, of course, we have Derek. Say hi, Derek. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. We got Mike. I'm Mike the Birdman Don. I run this shindig. We got Tom. I'm Tom. He's an evil genius white. And, of course, last but not least. My name is Dr. Holocaust, also known as Connor Macbeth. Yes, and oh, we are recording after... Kind of least. We are recording after <laughs> our Pendragon RPG, which I think was a lot of fun. Although not directly, because my machine decided to have a fart. Oh, so we're going to admit that that happened? Yeah. Um, okay. you know, honestly, this is recording attempt number two. Well, they might wonder why the recording quality has suddenly changed. Um, and why I don't sound like I'm in a reverb. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, I, I guess I should immediately address this. I really apologize for the sound quality on the latest uh, twat. Uh, I'm using... <laughs> yes. I'm using new microphones. I'm still not he using He just realized what that acronym meant. <laughs> wow. That acronym, it just hit me now. I don't even tell people I'm going to twat. I tell them I'm going to play a tabletop game. I will never use the acronym in public. 
Oh, I say I'm gonna go play with a twat with four other guys. <laughs> That's how I roll up. Uh, all right, we should get back on track here. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm still getting used to the microphones. I got a brand new mixer. The problem is it's a little too big for what I need, both figuratively and literally. This thing weighs like 40 pounds. Um, so I'm still playing with settings. So hopefully, as records go forward, I can get them figured out. And when people learn how to hold mics properly, though not their fault, admittedly mine, sound quality should also get better. So now that I've addressed the big pink elephant in the room, uh, Big Mike, lead the conversation. Well, I guess my first address is to Derek and uh, the Doc, because I keep mispronouncing his name. Yep. Portal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Connell. I know. Um, how'd you guys Shut enjoy up. your pronouncing it right? You're pronouncing it wrong. It sounds cooler but, my way. Oh, do not start that with me, Derek. <laughs> do not it's start like, with me. The pronunciation like, of my own name. I will kill your parents. <laughs> it's like 48 hours hasn't even passed. Dead. He's oh, gonna bat anyway, you. How did you guys? How did you guys enjoy your first uh, our uh, Pendragon uh, recording? Or how did you enjoy your first twat? Yeah. Uh, Oh, wow. How how did I enjoy my first twat? Oh, gee, what a question. Um, how, how did I enjoy the game? I really enjoyed it. I had a fucking phenomenal time. It was really fun to play with you guys. Um, are, are you sure you can't hear that drilling? Uh, I can't hear anything. I hear... It sounds like... It sounds basically like ocean sounds to us. Or stab ginas. Well, I am, in fact, sitting on the coast of the sunny Mediterranean right now to record this. I, uh... Flew here in my Learjet that none of you can prove that I don't have because this is radio, bitches. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I had a really great time playing. Um, it was very different than many campaigns that I played in the past because it, it was that immediacy of it. You only have to play the character for one night. You don't necessarily have to get attached to them in the long run. So it kind of encouraged me to just kind of go full out on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're here. Oh, yeah. Now we're here. <laughs> um, as for me, I mean, uh, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. In, in my previous experience, it's been not so much the system that you're playing because, I mean, the Pendragon's a, a fun system, don't get me wrong. But that system, very much like a lot of other tabletop systems, you have your stats, like your skill abilities that you can roll for uh, when you're interacting with NPCs and whatnot. Um, you have your combat skills for how much damage you do with your weapons and what have you. Uh, you have your armor classes and your attributes like strength and constitution and, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's got a few other things that allow you uh, special levels of interaction or at least special levels of RP where, you know, this is how your character should be role-played because this is the kind of person he is, you know, whether or not they're cunning or cruel or, or lecherous or what Saxons. have you. Um, Reckless yeah, 16! For Saxton hate, which I thought was pretty sweet, but again, like it's just another tabletop game. It it it, it falls at least to me under this large blanket of other games that, uh, that 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 are that are very similar in that sense. And from my experience, it's not necessarily the game that you're playing; it's the people that you're playing with. Like I've played a couple of games of Fourth Edition, sometimes with people that don't make the game very interesting, and sometimes with people that make the game extraordinarily interesting. Uh, so in this particular case, I had an absolute blast playing this game. Um, Mike, you did a fantastic job running it, in my opinion. Oh, and thank the rest you. And the rest of you guys, um, I mean, I, I had an, a, a 
of fun just sort of sitting there and shenaniganizing with you guys. But then even like when things got serious, we got serious a little bit for uh, for <laughs> for a few parts at the very least. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I think that that wasn't necessarily to do with uh, with Pendragon, though it is a good gaming system, very quick and easy to play. Uh, but I think that's more in uh, in tune with the guys we were playing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, this one's for uh, this one's for Birdman and Tom. What'd you guys think of Pendragon as opposed to some of the other things we've run? Um, I'd say with my experience with like Pendragon coming into this, I knew sweet and fuck all about Arthurian legend. I knew the names and that really cheesy '90s cartoon <laughs> uh, where we were all football players from the future. King uh, Arthur and the Knights of Justice, the Money Python, and the Holy Grail. So, <laughs> so all I knew is there isn't a lot of high magic because Mike's like magic never know. One man knows it, and he looks like Macho Man Randy Savage. He doesn't. Uh, Merlin does not. Look like Macho Man. Yes, Randy he does. King Arthur hey, is hey, played hey, by hey, Ed hey. Asner. Erlan doesn't not look like Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't know. <laughs> but going through this, I mean, it, it. I felt it really picked up in the second hour, and then things started going forward. And I'm like, okay, we gotta kill this big fucking pig thing, and we mm. don't have ballistas. We don't have an army. Nor do we have Uzis, so we better figure this out pretty damn quick. And it got to be a lot of fun. I mean, <coughs> especially because we weren't ruled by stats necessarily. One of the things that I felt gave me a lot of freedom as a player, there was no intelligence stat, there was no charisma stat per se. Yeah. So I could roleplay the hell out of this if I wanted to. And I decided to play it because I was playing a pagan. For some reason, that means I'm really lusty. And my uh, and my guy, Sir Bruce of Chode, or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> wanted to lay everything that had a warm, wet hole. So I decided that's how I'm going to play it. And surprisingly, I'm getting a critical success as my first roll of the night. Uh, or no, near the first roll of the night, kind of set the kind of set the tone for me, because I wanted to be that guy, and that guy being sometimes in role playing games you encounter the one douche nozzle who scratches his balls into the microphone because that's what I'm hearing. Um, oh, sorry, that's me scratching my head or your balls. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and my giant neck testicle. <laughs> that's what a balls. Also known as my fucking head. (laughs) And sometimes people can not be that guy and be entertaining. And sometimes they can be that guy and be tremendously entertaining. And that's what I was hoping I was during this. (laughs) Yeah. That guy. Honestly, though, you only really flirted with one person, so... And I carried her! (laughs) Yeah. I'm So, I mean, I thought that brought, um... An extra dimension to the character, like he's like in the course of a couple of days, he goes from this total, I don't know, player until someone who's actually looking for a serious commitment. Well, I, I figured the the night that I banged her, and the day after I kill this magical creature that has fell like hundreds of of nights, thinking, you know, that can't be coincidence. You're my lucky charm. Every time I needed to go into battle, honey, a quick lay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before this yes. battle, she shall thrice lay you. <laughs> oh no! I just I heard that you know I just went swimming, and you shouldn't go. Uh, you shouldn't get laid thrice <laughs> for at least for at least thirty minutes Thank after you. swimming. Someone got that reference. I got the reference. <laughs> I just I was too busy chuckling. <laughs> oh. 
Well, um, Pendragon wasn't really my ideal sort of setting. It, it's not really within my kind of wheelhouse, but uh, I hoped that I came up with something interesting to do with it. Uh, I think my character was kind of a little bit less um, interesting or developed than some of the other characters. Uh, well, definitely some of the other characters that I've played as, but... I mean, as long as everyone else was having fun and it came out really entertaining, I'm more than happy. You see, Tom, I would almost agree with you if not for the shit you pulled in the last hour where you did all this incredibly noble stuff. Where it's yeah. like, I would like to restore the forest and I would like to fix the church uh, of my no, no, brother. fix the church. Build a new cathedral. Yeah, build a new cathedral. And I was just like, I, di- I didn't... I Where did that come from? And it, I think... <laughs> The last hour, which is kind of weird because it's something I've noticed in Pendragon. Anyone who kind of ends up around Arthur, immediately their characters start becoming more heroic. <laughs> and Less more, of a dickweed. I don't know what it is. It's just like I, you kind of want to <clears> go <throat> above and beyond in his presence. It I just don't know happens. if I was more heroic. I asked him to send guess... me out to kill things. Makes you want to be more of a, a good person just in general. Yeah. And I think that was really well conveyed by Mike, personally. Thank you. Um, I, um, I was definitely inside the head of my character through most of that. Like, um, I didn't actually get a chance to uh, make this decision, but I was even thinking after um, all of this happened, uh, my character would want to go off, be by himself for a while, just figure out what he wants to do next with his life, because feels like now that he's um, accomplished that, he's not really sure what he wants. So you've peaked, basically. Yeah, well, kind of. It's just like like my character has very simple desires, and so um, like he he likes to help people. But I mean, like he's accomplished this quest, and now what? Like you guys are all thinking of the next greater thing. You want your um, your crown and your um, amazing swords with, made out of tusks and whatnot. My guy just isn't really interested in that kind of thing. He's like, well, I just want to take some time, maybe um, maybe have a little quiet room in my cathedral where I can ponder what I'm going to do next with my life. I mean, I'm a knight now, so I should be in service to my king, obviously, but it's like, um, like what else? Like, Well, wait, wait, wait. You want a Gerard cave? You, you want a dugout bit under your cathedral where you sit and ponder your next action in your <laughs> inevitable battle against evil. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reducing my character to Batman. <laughs> no one is regarding Batman. They are risen to Batman. <laughs> I would say it's more like Superman because this cathedral could be like this huge fortress of solitude. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Fortress of solitude. <laughs> Medieval style. Man, I wonder why no one's done a medieval Superman. It could they be have. cool. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been also, done. Also Think done, of it, Mike. Um, it's been done. Arabian Nights Green Lantern. Uh, <laughs> are, are you fucking serious? That sounds oh, yeah. awesome. Cowboy Batman. Actually, um, speaking of which, that was another note in regards to uh, Pendragon as a gaming system. Initially, when we got in and sat down and everybody was like, okay, so this is going to be our thing. Like, this is the game that we were going to be playing. As per usual, whenever doing any kind of medieval slash high fantasy game, I was like, okay, what kind of magic can I do? Uh, <laughs> to, which, to which Mike said promptly, uh, no. 
there's not going to be any there's not going to be any magic in this game. No one's going to be a wizard. I was upset by that because I <laughs> think wizards are awesome and I love doing magic and it's just something that interests me from the from that kind of era. But I was pleasantly surprised when we were all playing, you know, pretty much the same class and the same uh, kind of deal, but we all sort of made it our own and uh, and still managed to, you know, yeah. squeeze something out of it. I think you know, that speaks volumes about me. I didn't think about this, but the fact that they were all kind of the same class, I think we yeah. kind of built a sort of camaraderie between us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's kind of funny that the past two recordings, the you've all been playing the exact same class. So I think next one I really have to diversify it. Um, speaking of... We should magic, all be wizards. No. We should all be wizards. <laughs> Connell, you just want to play mage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know at some point I want to run Mistborn for you guys. Because it's basically Ocean's Eleven in a fantasy world. And there is like two different magic systems going on at the same... Three. Yeah, three oh, different magic what? systems. Yeah. There's three different uh, types of magic in that universe. One of which you don't have access to. Mostly because it involves crucifying people. <laughs> to work. Now, one of the I'm things game. about Pendragon that I was kind of worried about is yeah. I find... Medieval settings either work really well or not at all, In at least in my experience, because I've never really had a good experience with medieval stuff outside of Pathfinder, and that's a remarkably new experience for me. I mean, yeah, I, I did play a, a D&D 4th Ed game a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun for me, but me and D&D &D and all that shit, we've had a pretty rough relationship. And going into Pendragon, I was I didn't know whether this was gonna be fun, honestly. I was actually kinda dreading this one. Ooh. Yeah, and I and it's nothing uh, uh against you, Mike. I just felt like, okay, I've got all this lore stacked against me, and it felt like I was being railroaded into being a certain way. Because when you look at the back of the character sheet, here, here's your lineage all the way back to like the grandfather's <laughs> grandfather's grandfather's former The day the Romans left Britain. Yeah, and I'm like I don't know any of this shit. And yeah. I, I felt really constrained, but as the game went on, it definitely loosened up. I mean, I imagine during an ongoing Pendragon campaign, this might be an issue. Would I play Pendragon again? As long as we could play our guys, yes. Would I want to do an ongoing game? Probably not. Well, the fun thing is with a proper Pendragon campaign, you can play women, you can play women knights, you can play people of the court, you can actually get critically injured, nearly crippled, and you're stuck at court becoming an intrigue guy. It's neat like that. And uh, I would, I, I think I'd be, I would be offended, Birdman, if it wasn't for the fact that when I went into Pendragon, it didn't appeal to me at all. And then it turned around, I'm like, wait. This is actually kind of awesome. This is sort of like an A-team situation. <laughs> we, have four, we have four knights who are basically the same character, but they somehow are very distinct with how they take their skills, their secondary skills. Yeah. And then how their personality reflects. And it really, I think it's because of the fact that you guys all are the same class. It forces you to have remarkably different personalities and to be yeah. more distinct that way. Yep. Interesting. And as a result, and as a result, you're not defined by your class. You're defined by how you play the character right. and play them in that situation. And that happened. And it's it's sort of a weird phenomenon that I've been noticing. And it, it happens best in Pendragon. Hmm. And that's why I wanted to bring it to this because then <clears throat> we would have that kind of diversity with very diverse role players, which I was really pleased to get. And just have that kind of thing where it's like I'm, I'm – 
I, my horse has a mustache. I have a hatchet <laughs> face. I have this. I have that. I, that have a huge wang. I need to nail everything. <laughs> I am pious and godly. Yeah, you said that there's no magic, but that horse mustache was pretty magical. <laughs> Honestly, Connell's amazing ability to look at people, wave his hair, and make them do whatever he wanted <laughs> was pretty much magic. I was kind of like face if we were going by the 18th thing. <laughs> you were totally face. Um, but I'm gonna know. I mean, but that's was a, I like, Mr. T? Because I'm think I'm feeling that. No, I was Mr. T. <laughs> I think you were Murdoch, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I think it went really well, and I think the A team is is kind of a good uh, sort of comparison to that because if we were all playing the same class, I mean, they were all mercenaries, but they all had their own little thing that they did in the party. You had the handsome guy, the planner, the crazy person, and the tough guy, and we kind of fit into some of those roles, and I and I like how well. Things just sort of came off that way, and and how it just flowed flowed forward. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now this question is for you, Big Mike. Oh. We ran through your adventure <coughs> remarkably quickly. Yeah. How the hell did you prepare for hour four when you had nothing ready? Um. Well, here's the, th the fun thing about Pendragon, I and I kind of thank Game of Thrones for this because hour four, I looked at, it, I said, you know what? Unlike a lot of fantasy quests where it's like you go home, you get paid, and that's the end of the story, Pendragon, you have an entire court to interact with. You have the fall well, not the fallout, but the outcome of becoming suddenly instant heroes. Yeah. Now everyone has taken notice of you. You guys, had you wanted to, you could have tried to court wives. You could have uh, gotten involved in courtly intrigue and the intrigue between the round table. Um I could have brought in elements of Mordred, Lancelot. I would have brought in Lance. Yeah, Mordred. Sorry. There's a, Sorry. there's a fun guy. There's a fun guy. I could have brought in elements of Lan Lancelot. Could have shown up at the end. This and is true. British Dicking Guinevere. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I was tempted <clears throat> to hold. I was holding back Lancelot mostly because we were making jokes at his expense. But I could have very easily had it run short of time. Had Lancelot show up meet you guys, say, oh, I've just arrived late, and have a rivalry sp uh, show up there, because you're the hot new kids. And Arthur just said you outdid his mo his achievement. That's true. Oh, yeah! And I yeah. never caught right. that. Yeah, no, he, he did say that, and he was just like, this was cooler <laughs> than that thing that Lancelot did that one We're time. We're bigger we than like, Lancelot, oh. guys! <laughs> yeah, fuck and then that have, guy. Well, it's four of us to one of them. Wait, are you comparing us to the Beatles, though? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm fucking Ringo. Ringo. Fuck you up. I want it. He sounds cool. You can be George Harrison or something. Oh. No one I wants to be We can all George. agree that Connell is John and he will eventually break up the band. Fine, I'm Paul. <laughs> Damn, you always office. break up the band. Who's our fucking Yoko? <laughs> um, oh, wait a minute. Mike did get married. Mike's... I'm Mike's fucking John Yoko. Lennon. That's right. Fuck y'all, y'all. Adventuring was never as cool after you got married. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, Hour 4 really had me worried because I over-prepare as a GM, as you guys have heard with Shadowrun and Star yeah. Wars, which finished about a month ago. I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. Adaptability is my name of the game with Mike. I wasn't so sure because I've never seen you come into a situation like, okay, we've gone off the rails, what are you going to do now? <laughs> and I gave you an answer. You did, surprisingly. I, just, I let you, Well, here's my thing was, I... I could have railroaded you guys into something, but that didn't feel natural. I said, okay, 
You have Castle Vortigan and King Arthur at your disposal. Do as you want. And Arthur's just going to ask you guys, what do you want to do? That was enough. Yeah. That was it. I I found with that... so what happens if we kill this monster and everybody just like goes crazy and laughs and then like later on that day we come dragging its stupid corpse in through the front door and it's like we asked <laughs> my lead brought home the bacon. <laughs> the bacon. <laughs> um, I can't remember if we made the joke in the original debrief or if we made it here or if we made it in an earlier episode. But the kind of it's kind of escalated with you guys now. It's like first you took down a Saxon. The first day in that town. That was awesome. One punch. First day in town killed the trouble. Look, another Third white guy. He's not town. like us. Fuck God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we need to get out of town. We're steadily running out of things to do. We're gonna the fake. We're coming for you. <laughs> oh. Um, now, oh. Yeah. Uh, say it now. I guess another question. How? What was it like dealing with the distinct personality types of all of us? Because I think all of us are different types of role players. Well, all all joking, all of the joking, beating Conal and with a mace aside, Conal, sorry, I'll get it one day. Uh, That's okay. uh, beating uh, beating him with a mace aside and hitting Derek with. And it, it was honestly just an absolute riot. This is what I've wanted from this podcast from the get-go, was diverse, outrageous personalities, each bringing their own thing to the group. It, it's It was an absolute riot. I was laughing about it the entire next day. My girlfriend sees <laughs> – my girlfriend came over in the morning. She's like, Mike, uh, what, why are you still laughing? I'm just like, he's sexy! <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, the same thing happened okay. to me yesterday – Yesterday I was at work and I just kind of uh, thought about when I was t- talking about soaking horses and pitch and then feeding them to the boar and then shooting arrows, <laughs> flaming arrows into his mouth. And Collins just says, everything you were saying is stupid. <laughs> and I just started <laughs> laughing. Everything <laughs> you say is stupid and you should feel stupid. <laughs> and I just started laughing at work and one of the other guys was like, what are you laughing at? And I didn't know how to explain. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't. I just I can't. <laughs> Everything involving you guys and the Saxon was just a laugh riot for me. And I'm just like, because it was, I, I could tell you what was supposed to happen. You, Derek wasn't supposed to be looking for a fight so readily, but I'm like, okay, the only thing around for him to fight is the one Saxon that's going to harass Merlin. So the Saxon goes in for a drink, sees a lot of you, and leaves. You go out after him. He was—he actually had an extended speech mocking knighthood and valor, saying, where are all the guards? They're getting drunk. How come there's no one here to help a simple old man? But that didn't happen because Derek just one-shot him in the chops. It's like, it's a Saxon! Get him! So basically right. the frat boys came to you- save the friggin' day. <laughs> you looked me in the eye, Mike, when I bought that brawling skill at 15, and you're like, I don't think you're ever going to use that. Like, why, why would you want that? That's stupid. You have a sword. I'm like, by God, Mike. I put 15 into it. It's gonna get you. I'm gonna punch something. God damn it. Yes. No, I just you thought that was hilarious because you were like, I have a 15 in brawling. You kick open the door to like go into the tavern. You're like, I am going to fight a bitch. Yes. <laughs> you were just and so was... determined to punch somebody, and, and then we run out to the street. Like, there's the Saxon, and I'm like, you. 
go land one on his jaw, and you're like, yes. And just like, oh, well, and I'm like, where the fuck was I gonna punch him otherwise? I gotta run him. What am I gonna kick him at the Todger? Am I gonna knee him in the knee or something? I'm gonna, of course, I gotta punch him in the face. Uh, I, 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 I think my character would would have, would have been the most likely to kick him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> You have that obsession with that part of the body. And See, I, I kind of like playing like Scotty, where if you get a chance to run off the rails and not annoy every, everybody else in the room, I'll do it. I mean, when we played Mutants and Masterminds, oh God, that got Scotty excessive. was like, oh, I'm going to hit him in the crotch with Mjolnir. Or I'm what? <laughs> yeah. Everything was hit at the dick, hit at the dick. I'm thinking, that's a good idea. If, if Derek had missed his shot at the jaw, I'd be like, I'm going to kick him right in the fucking cock. I can just see this uh, This is like a Star Wars thing. I'm going to force choke his crotch. <laughs> what a good idea. I'm going to crush his ball sack. Yeah, I'm still that, stuck on... Sorry, That makes my balls hurt a little bit thinking about little, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just stuck on mutants and masterminds because they were, they were fighting a bunch of scrawl. I was like, wow, the scroll population is going to take a bullet today. Bam, bam, Molinier. They can't invade us if they can't breed. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, that, that's another thing about this particular group of role players. There was no egos in the room. Oh, that was so nice. And that's weird because certain RPGs, I mean, in my years over like playing the games, hmm. sometimes you get people that have egos in the room. Like they're trying to game to win. Or if things don't go a certain way, they get upset. And certain people just... That's just how they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it can vastly affect the chemistry of a game. And occasionally... It's kind of funny because we're all internet personalities. So, I mean, you'd think an ego would come with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Apparently I think I'd not. Be, I mean, I <laughs> would think I'd be the one who'd be the most likely because I'm the loudest here nine times out of ten. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's weird when you find a chemistry that just works. Now, I wonder, would this chemistry carry over into other games and other systems that we're more familiar with? Like, Because Derek knows World of Darkness probably better than, than anybody here. Would you get a bit of an ego, maybe even subconsciously, when we're playing in your backyard? Well, so, I'd be honestly, eager to find out. Uh, honestly, if we were playing Mage... Probably just because I know both of the game systems so well, and they're so predicated on how well you know them. Other mm. games, probably not so much, but uh, <clears throat> that's also why I'm the guy who volunteered to run if we do a World of Darkness game. I'll, I'll yeah. run the game for you. That's uh, takes yeah. ego out of the equation. Well, I know for me, whenever I'm playing in a background, I know I just kind of sit back and just say, like, I'm going to wait. If things go bad, I know what to do. And I could cheat the system. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to be calm and maybe get a witty one line in. And that's all it is for me. <clears throat> wow, yeah. that went quiet. Yeah. yeah. No, um, <laughs> last time I played a mage tabletop game, I've only ever played it tabletop once. I didn't even play a mage. I played a, um, a, a regular mortal who just had some magical powers who was the janitor of the mage's um, sanctum. And I played him as Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're, go, we're going along. You know what I think we need? One of them diversions. <laughs> I'm a Scru Scruffy's the servant of the secret fire, keeper of the flames of Aldu. <laughs> I'm going to change some of this scrap into bugs. 
because I think that's a good diversion. Scruffy knows some magic. I uh, hope your dick falls off. <laughs> Force choke his cock, anyway. I think uh, I did that to someone at one point. That wasn't fun for them. You made their dick fall off? Well, they, the, the ST's like, here's your magic powers, and one of them was like, you could affect people's bodily functions. Oh. oh, man, give that fucking power to me. I would have so much fun with it. Don't give that power to him. <laughs> no, it's like, don't never give that power to, power to him. Never let can, him I make, can I make the entire room vomit at once? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking dire. Like, stand by me. <laughs> oh, I, I saw uh, just a little sign the other day that said, uh, when Google Glasses become more popular, the trolling thing to do will be to run up to someone and say, Google Glasses! Image search, diarrhea, safe filter off, open first 10 <laughs> images, and then run away. Man, I'm looking forward to fucking with people. Then. <laughs> I am turning that function off <laughs> on the quick fast. <laughs> but yeah, before, um, yeah, so <laughs> I can talk. What's What else would you guys want to play in? I or would, even run. I would love to see someone do Call of Cthulhu. The thing is, you need the right group. And Call of Cthulhu, it can either be really ridiculous because you're fighting these creatures that will drive you mad when you look at them, or it can be really serious. And the problem with Twat, and I, okay, I wouldn't call it a problem. It's it's just it's a thing. Serious role playing. I think is reserved for certain systems. We're irreverent motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. So would Call of Cthulhu work? Probably not. It would vastly depend because if your idea is your kindly old archaeology professor's great plan is to kick the deep one in the balls and then sack Cthulhu with a rocket launcher, <coughs> that's not that's funny in concept. But I think it kind of goes against the feel of the game. But I would love uh. to play Call of Cthulhu, which really sucks because I don't know whether whether we can do it here or not. Um, I think I think August Daryl's trial of uh, trial of Cthulhu. They nuke Cthulhu. Just saying, it's out there. I think we could do Call of Cthulhu. It's just going into it, we'd have to know we couldn't do the dick uh, punching an el an old one in the balls kind of joke. Because there's a way to do it where we could all just be like, this is obviously a trap. This is obviously a trap. Why are we going into this? This is obviously a trap. This is obviously... Damn it! All the hell! Why am I right? And just that kind of thing. We're all just kind of screaming at all the things we know are going to happen. But we yeah. have to go along with them. Um, another system I'd like to try, but it, re it requires a lot of knowledge of the universe, uh, might be either Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Babylon 5. Ooh, I'd do Buffy. I love the Buffy system. Yeah, I, I could do Buffy, I guess. I know nothing about Babylon 5. I know um, I get it probably too much about Babylon 5. Um, but yeah, I, I'm cool with any system that gives me a lot of creative freedom with my characters. Um, yeah. I was saying uh, before, I, I don't like to play straight characters. I always like to try something unique, try... Um, Give give them at least a little bit of a twist to make them new and interesting. Uh, so any system that lets me do that is uh, sounds really good to me. Uh, actually, cool. Eric, <clears throat> what was that uh, superhero system that we were going to do with uh, Jeremy? I think something like that might be really good for... Um, Wild Talents, yes. Wild yeah. Talents is a phenomenally variable system. It's uh, sort of... It's like <laughs> Mutants and Masterminds. It's designed to model almost any kind of superhero setting, or even any setting in general, where you have uh, 
the opportunity for weird abilities. Um, uh, yeah, you pretty much customize your powers based on some uh, guidelines given in the book, and you can you can do a lot with it. What's actually um, though, so you don't have to actually create settings. Um, Wild Talents actually sprang out of a game called Godlike. Godlike is labeled on its spine as superhero role playing in a world on fire, nineteen thirty six to nineteen forty six. You are sol allied soldiers in World War II who happen to also have superpowers. Crap, now I want to try that. That it sounds is interesting, yeah. fucking amazing. I've run one game of it. And the PCs spent that game trying to figure out how you fight Germans when your squad has powers like, I'm a down-market Green Lantern. I can telekinetically manipulate things with cigarette smoke. Discount Bane. Uh, so, so, so at one point, they're sitting, they're sitting in a, uh, behind an abandoned building as the Germans are shooting at them with a couple machine gun nests. And the guy with the Green Lantern power takes 12 rolls before his power successfully creates a catapult. Fuck. And then they create a catapult and he's like, I got every success in the world. <laughs> And the German put... goes bye bye. What are you going to put in the catapult? Uh, they just threw rubble in it. Ah, fair enough. Um, I know. Six, I wanna... Oh wait, sorry. They put rubble in it. Then the pyrokinetics set the rubble on fire. Ah, there we go. There you go. That's more inventive. Um, I know what I want to do. I want to do um, an assass some kind of Assassin's Creed RPG, but I haven't found the system to do it for quite yet. And I want to set it during the Gangs of New York period. You'd think D, uh, D20 Modern might kind of lend itself towards that, wouldn't you? I'm thinking so, cause just because of the backstabbing rules and the, assass the assassination ability. But I might, if I'm going to do that, then I might as well just jack the Pathfinder rules. But um, the other oh, thing... Oh, Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Derek put the idea in my head to do a Power Rangers uh, RPG. Yes, yes, a million times yes. Yeah. But um, he heard the spin I wanted to put on it. Because to me, the only I don't like the traditional Power Rangers, and I've never liked the idea that an Earth-based uh, team is always able to just easily get this very advanced technology. So for me, I would have a Power Rangers team where there was a chance that when you guys combined your robot, it was going to blow up. <laughs> just like the technology wasn't reliable, and you had body armor. And it was just like, you guys may not make it, but we have to save the world because we're damn heroes, and that kind of thing. Big damn heroes, sir. Yeah. Um, what else? I do want to run Mistborn, but I mentioned that earlier. Which is, like I said, it's a magical Ocean's Eleven. I still think everyone should read this book because it's a really good book. But imagine imagine the bad guy won in a fantasy book. And a thousand years later, he's still around. His empire is still up and all that fun jazz. Now, and the entire economy is being run through like horrible means and all that stuff. You guys are all criminals. And you're trying so to get ahead in the like world. It's like fantasy Firefly. Kind of, yeah. Well, no, That's like interesting. Oh, yeah, someone should run Firefly at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. However, uh, I think the Firefly system sucks. I was talking with uh, Noah Antwiler, Spoonie, and he told me about there's one flaw in the system. It's it's a feat specifically. It has to do with your fists, and it's called Rock Hard. Your fists do lethal damage instead of stun damage. 
And what that means is if your character has sufficiently high body stats, you're punching harder than some guns. Well, then just restrict that or make that an NPC ability. That's not hard to get around. Okay, just... That's another thing, too, with these. How closely do you follow the rules? Because I know for Star Wars, I played fairly fast and loose with those, but I try to keep the spirit of the system. But then again, I think it was Steve, a.k.a. Snowball, said, "If don't let the rules get in the way of having fun. I think that's what I learned with Shadowrun. I'm like, okay, i got to back off this whole drain thing, or Steve's going to die. Very quickly. Uh, yeah. But no, um... The one system I'd like to run, because the way we're, we're recording now, I think Birdman's going to record in May, and if we rec- if I record in June, that's the month of my birthday. And if we do that, there is a setting I would like to put you guys in oh. that is very near and very dear to my heart, and I've wanted to do it ever since I started role-playing. This is something I wanted to do. He's going to do it again. You know what? Just I'm just going to add silence. I'm going to add this in in post, because I know exactly what he wants. <laughs> I do that any longer. I have to pay for it. Now that um, <laughs> that was literally 14 seconds. But yes, I would love to put you guys in the cyber, into Cybertron and set you guys during one of the great wars of Cybertron. Obviously not the famous Autobot Decepticon War, because to me there's way too many named Autobots. Yeah. You guys to try to stand out amongst um, other things. But I would guys, love to Ultra Magnus and Optimus. By the, lo- by the time the series rolls around, we'll be ruling the Autobots. I want to transform into a Segway. <laughs> I want to turn into a Winnebago. I want to transform into a fuck machine. <laughs> no. Um... Only no, if you're that... always talking a bad Japanese accent. Oh. oh, oh! Can I transform into a pinball machine? I got a question. Okay. Wait, wait, wait a minute! Can I transform into the giant Gundam statue outside of the Gundam Museum in Tokyo? So I'm a giant robot who turns into another giant robot. Oh, come on. Technically, <laughs> wouldn't your armor just unfold? Yes, I'm a giant robot who turns into another giant robot. He could be an action master. And see, that that's another thing, no. too. Uh-uh. You have to, I think for Transformers, you have to have the right group. Like, well, you have to have people who really know the lore to make it exciting, I think. Does anyone here not know the lore? Um, like, I have, sort of. of uh, there's robots in disguise. Okay, do you guys know who the Quintessons are? No. No. Okay, do you Guilty remember the... Guilty or Innocent. You guys remember the movie? The guys that kept changing their faces. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy, yeah. the guilty or innocent dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need to know. What they look like. Wait, is it's... this going to be in the period when the Quintessons are still in charge? Shut up, Derek. Sounds like it to me, but I could have guessed. See, I knew it was going to be around something like this. But then again, I've been reading Transformers <clears throat> since I was a kid, and um, the only book I don't own is the Transformers Vault that you have. I know. It's kind of awesome. I'm going to go on eBay later. Um. <laughs> I love having a girl that works at a bookstore. But yeah, no. I would take you guys to, I'll, I'll admit it, around the time the Quintessons are running Cybertron. That way, there's no no Autobots are named during that time period, and it's a really good time to run around. Plus, if I name drop somebody from the show that everyone knows, it's much more significant. True. Um, well, I we- swear to God, if you put Hot Rod in this, I'm going to choke a bitch. <laughs> no, no, no! He's just gonna everyone, have 
Everyone hates Hot Rod. No one Don't you mean Rodimus Prime? Fuck that kid. No, like, Hot Rod <laughs> by himself was kind of tolerable. When he became Rodimus Prime, I had, like, a freak out. <laughs> I was so mad. It's such a bad name, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit, they, they were scraping the bottom of the creative well there when they came up with, like, his name. Um... What was I going to say? I, I, I know for mine, when I do Ninja Turtles, I'm not going to tie it to any one continuity. So you guys won't have to know who the Quintessons are. Basically, do you know who Shredder is? Yep, cool. Um, We get the flying cow head. Cuddly the cow <laughs> yes. lick? I might actually. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I believe I actually know who that is. See, I've got a really cool idea for one, and I'm going to... The idea is going to start out light and end very dark, uh, but I think it'll be very cool just because it'll be the Rifts system, which is a system I've heard nothing but bad things about, but Damn. I want to try right. it. But I want to well, try it. Most of the bad things you heard were from me, and that's because if you do Rifts without a setting, you get some really weird stuff. Like, you'll have a leprechaun that rides a battle mech. I've had the most... That sounds awesome! It does sound pretty sweet. The most ridiculous one I heard, and this was back in in high school was uh now you have to know the system to know what the fuck i'm talking about but it was like i want to play a vampiric juice boy battle mech pilot it was something ridiculous why would you even pilot a mech at that point you probably deal more damage and have more armor than the mech and you move faster too because everybody I used to play with is stupid, and everything they say was stupid. Um, I, <laughs> see, I, I play a dragon and pilot a glitter boy, because that just sounds that's awesome. It. It, it was a vampire juicer glitter boy. That was it. What's a glitter boy? A uh, glitter boy is a giant suit of reflective gold armor that has one of the that has the biggest gun in the core book. Yeah, uh, okay. it's ridiculous. It has a gun that can destroy itself. <laughs> I wish it was like the, the, the <laughs> that gun. sounds like a bad Bugs Bunny cartoon waiting to happen. I I was see I was hoping it would be like like Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, a gun that shoots other guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you all forgot about that, didn't you? Um, yes, yes, I did. I was trying to block that out. Uh, now that wasn't the stu. Rifts got stupider with every book, though, until you got up to Phase World, which I think was the apex of stupidity, where you had. Cosmo Knights, who take one-tenth energy damage. Wow. I see you have a laser pistol. <coughs> it deals nothing. I'm going to laugh at you and your pathetic attempts or, to destroy yeah, me. Uh, Cosmo Knights, who could actually stand up <coughs> to the main lances on most of the attack spaceships in the game and keep on going because they were supposed to be Rift's versions of Green Lanterns, basically. Wow. Wow. That's ridiculous. Oh. Well, I guess we got about two minutes to wrap up. So, final thoughts from everybody on this adventure? Fucking awesome. So, so, if I've got two minutes left, I'd like to pay, do a little shout out if I got I could to a very good friend of mine. If you guys don't mind, you guys let me do it last time. So, and I did it at the start though. Um, to my good friend Devin, who got me into Pendragon, and actually I owe him thank you, uh, thank you because he's the one who helped me with D twenty live way back when that got me into this. So. Me doing Pendragon here tonight was actually a little bit of a tribute uh, to him. And when he hears this, I hope he gets a bit of a chuckle out of it. But yeah, aside from that, I had an absolute riot. This went way better than he, than I dared to hope. I'm done talking. <laughs> Good. Uh, I guess for my final thoughts, I this I, I had a lot more fun than I was expecting. 
I always like playing with new people, and I kind of got a really good rhythm of who I can play things off of. So I had a lot of fun. I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, I bugged them immediately the next game. When are we doing the next episode? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I'm I really in the like same this boat. Team and I really like this team, and I want to see what we can do uh, with other settings. Go get him, Twat Prime. Because <laughs> that's what we are. We are technically Twat Prime. Because I know Steve has his group of players in Toronto now, so uh, there will be more Twat coming up. That's right. We're serving up hot, fresh, young, juicy Twat all the time. Oh. I actually, Twatimus Prime. I, I have a request. When we do Transformers, we have to be a combiner. Our combined form must be Twatimus Prime. Oh my god! No, oh. we are the Conticons. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be like the fucking form devastator. Like, good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So, for this week in geeks, these warriors are terrible. We have been Uh, Big Mike from the four hundred fours and the Sage Abyss. Uh, Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. Tom, he is an evil genius, White. And Colin Macbeth, also known as Doctor Holocaust. I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd. Saying, we'll catch you guys next time. May rolls be good. Mr. Dressup, be seeing you. You have just listened to This Week in Geeks. These warriors are terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG systems you'd like the Terrible Warriors to visit? Do you have your own shameful, awesome, or just plain silly RPG adventures? Tell us with a comment on this episode post, or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.